Thanking rights. La, 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 la. Joseph and I like Seinfeld a lot, so Ugh. we're going to start the show like that. I love our intro song. Just got to say it. I love it. It does. It flows really nicely. Well, you did a great job on well, it, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was Joseph's idea to make it 80s. You heard that groove? He's from that time? Like, <laughs> from the, He's from yeah, because I remember the 80s. <laughs> I, I was five years old when it became hey, 1990s. So. That's where you were originated. He wore balloon pants, flares, when he was five, probably. They're probably like... Didn't wear pants because I hate wearing <laughs> pants. But. Anyway, despite that, how are you doing, Joseph? Great. It is a wonderful day outside in the podcast <laughs> world. I'm like, don't I'm, even like, try it. I'm like, it's snowing. It snowed and a truck literally spun in front of Izzy and I on 25 and like. Oh my gosh. We didn't even tell you guys about that. That was. Like, Johnny told I told him about it. Oh. Like, well, yeah. We, somebody there. was passing us from the left lane cutting back in front of us and then just spun and went all the way to the right and crashed into the wall on the right. Yeah, he was telling us when I was when Joseph and I were in the building earlier today while Johnny was working and yeah. we were creeping on him. They outside. were creeping on me hard. I also received all those messages late for some reason. Anyway, my phone's broken. You're supposed to be the hip one. That must be the inferior iPhone. See? Oh. <laughs> I'm glaring at Johnny right now. <laughs> Alyssa and I are pro Android. Android. And every couple has the Android. And I'm pretty sure every couple I know, one of them has an iPhone, the other one has an Android, and they're both just like, they poo-poo the other one. <laughs> poo-poo? Uh-huh. poo-poo. I mean, all great couples have to bicker at something. You know what? I will take that fight any day. Plebs. Our dukes are up. Anyway. So, well, speaking of, since iPhones are the worst and Androids are clearly the best, Make sure you let us know what you think on that front. We need to do a poll. Today, we're going to... Yeah. yeah, do a poll. We should do a poll. Team Android or Team iPhone, let us know. Um, First spanking poll. Spanking rights poll. Um, we're talking about best and worst. Woo. Woohoo. So best and worst dates, I think, is a great place to start. Oh. Or best and worst boyfriends or best and worst girlfriends. And... We're not going to name people. We're not going to name people. But clearly, like, we're all in a really amazing situation right now with our significant others who are in this room. So I think we need to exclude ourselves and our current relationship. A little biased right now. Yes. I think we need to exclude ourselves of this best and worst conversation. Okay. Great idea. Um, Also, let it be said that all of our past partners have contributed to our learning and who we are today. So we obviously appreciate every experience we've had, whether it be good or bad, it made us who we are today. And we're grateful for that. They're either good or they're laughable now. Right. Yes. We can turn back. We can turn and look at our past and (laughs) glad that's over. (laughs) So that's the the point of this. So much we've grown, you know, yeah. Well, if you like Thanos, consider failure experience, then... We're doing pretty good. Uh, hey, why hey. would you say that it's a Thanos thing? <laughs> he uh, says that to Loki. Yeah, and yeah, in but Cap- but it's Captain America who gets up every single time he fails. Yeah, but Thanos is like, because Loki's like, "Hey, send me out again. I'll I'll go get the th- the stones." And then Thanos is like, "Well," or he says something like, "I have experience." And then he's like, "Well, if you consider failure experience, yeah, it was a, it was a Damn. big burn, yeah." So it was a burn. It was a burn. Oh, it was a burn. Oh, failure is still experience. Yeah. It's an important experience. I honestly wish I would have 
took that to heart, especially in my sports career. I wish I would have been less afraid to fail because I feel like I could have excelled at a better rate. But Absolutely. I think that kids today and even kids when I was growing up were so afraid of failure that they wouldn't even try things. And I know that I'm still like that. And especially when it came to like disc learning disc golf with you guys, I was not good at it. And because I was not good at it, I don't want to try it again. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. It's mm. not. I should be more okay to being like, oh, I suck at this. Let's see if I can get better instead of like, no, I suck at that. I'm not doing it. Well, f- I'm just going to make this a quick mention, but Frisbee is one of the sports that um, makes you feel really bad about yourself because it is really hard. The technique, uh, you have to do it a lot of times before you get it. And um, I can play you know, some just fine. Well, yeah, because it's an understable disc totally and it's way easier to throw. Yeah. But um, when you're first getting into a sport, you kind of need a hook that will make you feel like, oh, I almost got this. Um, I want to keep trying, like climbing. Yeah. But um, with Frisbee, you fail so hard that it's like almost disheartening if you. There was no, there was no, there was not even one good throw that day that we went. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. That's why I love, uh, there was probably like a year ago, maybe more than a year ago, Eagle McMahon, who, I don't know if Eagle will ever listen to this, but shout out if he is, because he's a, he's a Boulder kid. So he's a Colorado homegrown guy, top, top four player in the world. He had a highlight that made it on Sports Center. It was like a 330 foot forehand throw that skipped in like for I think it was either an ace or it was a two on a par four crazy awesome throw and all the all the the plebs on the Facebook comments thinking like it's not a big deal at all or just like oh you got lucky and I'm like so hard a lot of you fat asses out there couldn't <sighs> throw it 120 feet <laughs> like I promise you you guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm nerd rant tirating about <laughs> disc golf right now. I'm my fist is in the air. Like, no, I'm serious. It's just like you don't know how hard that throw is. And that's fair. I mean, for somebody like me who's you know a fairly athletic person who kind of understands how sports works, and to <laughs> not be able to throw yeah. 120 feet of a disc golf, there's no way that yeah. any of us normal people could even oh, yeah. remotely come close to this spectacular shot that Johnny just described. The people who are unnecessarily naysayers, like they're having every sport. Obviously, you're going to see them, but all the guys trying to downplay it, I'm like, you couldn't even get a third of the way to the basket. Like, I could, I'd give you a thousand throws and you would never make that shot. Mm, Yeah, it's definitely a refining of technique. And it's not the only sport that's like that. I think hockey's like that too, because I know skating can be really disheartening. It's a whole different coordination. It's just practice. Those are sports that, like, you need a lot of practice for to get to a point where you're comfortable in it. Like dating. Like dating. Like dating. <laughs> We're going to talk about the the bad and the good and the laughable. Does anybody have a story that comes to mind? I want to start with the bad one. Bad All one. Right, bad date, it. bad boyfriend, bad. Uh, just a uh, bad date. I'm going to start with dates. Yeah. I'm going to do a bad date. Um, I went on a couple dates with this guy. I'd met him on this app called Coffee Meets Bagel. And... <laughs> I've heard of it. Off to a good start. Great start there. Um, Because I didn't want to find somebody off Tinder and Hinge wasn't really working for me. And so I was trying to find something that was a lot more streamlined. And so I was like, oh, I'll try this. And so I met up with him and like on paper, he was perfect. Like studying for his PhD, Christian, tall, like, you know, had a lot going for him. And I was like, okay. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. That's foreshadowing for later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, we went on a few dates with him and 
he was and he was charming and he was sweet and blah 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 and it was just like i had no physical attraction to him whatsoever it was like zip zero zilch and like we had kissed a couple of times and like made out and it was more just like mm. like oh okay like this is just like a thing that i have to do not because I, i'm actually enjoying it and part of the problem was i felt really bad because he he was he seemed like a genuinely nice person and he had a lot going for him and all of these things and like all these criteria on my list fit but his but i couldn't get past the physical thing and then his voice was like three octaves higher <laughs> than i was used to and i just was like I couldn't get over the high-pitched voice and I couldn't get over the lack of physical attraction. So about like, I don't know, it was a couple weeks, a couple weeks after a couple few dates, I was just like, hey, like, I just wanted you to know, like, you know, I've appreciated getting to know you. I was like, I just, but I'm not really feeling this anymore. And he was like, well, why? You, you know, you made out with me and I was all good. And he lost his, he lost it on me. Oof. Just absolutely started to berate me, called me, called me a bitch. And like as a female, I don't want to turn around and just be like, I'm sorry, I'm not physically attracted to you and your voice is too high pitched. Like that <laughs> is just like, like it's so hard. Like it's just, it seems like a really mean thing to say to somebody, even if that's the truth. So I was trying to be like, oh, I'm just, you know, just not really into it right now. Like I know I, like I know we kissed a couple of times, but like it's just, I'm sorry, I just don't want to date. And then he pulled the race card and Ooh. he goes, oh, it's because I'm brown, isn't it? And, it was like not the case at all whatsoever because I was um, involved at the same time with somebody else who was also not white and we had great chemistry and I was very physically attracted to him. And so for him to be like, oh, it's because I'm brown, isn't it? Pissed me off. And I and I and that's when I finally flipped and I stopped being like trying to be nice to him and like, hey, like it's, you know, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just I finally was just like, look, I was like, I'm not attracted to you. And it's not because you're not white. I am dating somebody else who is the same color. And then I blocked him. And that was that. I just like the thought process of, well, A, a that's a Hail Mary move. I don't even know how it's a move because what is he? Are you supposed to be like, what's well, because I'm brown, isn't it? And you're like, oh, you're right. I'm being a little Oh yeah. Racist, I'll date you now. Like that doesn't those those dots don't connect. Yeah, like I was just gonna be like, oh yeah, that's definitely the reason, and that's not an okay. Well, which it wouldn't be an no, okay. It, it's, it's not an okay it's reason. Not, but it's what, not an okay reason, but it's definitely not. What his end his end game is what I don't understand. Yeah, there was no way that that was gonna bring me back into a dating relationship. This will this will the race card. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, at that point, it's, you're just like too far gone and he was just like seeing how you would react to or that. trying to get something, trying to feel good about something. Something. Right. And so, and I didn't react greatly because I lit into him well, because that's, that's I, a serious I, I accusation. Ma- that's a very serious accusation. And I was really like upset by that. No need for that at all. So that would be the worst dating story that I think that I have. Any other takers? Any doozies out there? Oh, I almost forgot about this story. Oh, you, um, it must be really bad if you've repressed it a little. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is actually probably the person who's done me the most wrong, um, which is why it's a little repressed. Mm-hmm. But it didn't hurt me too much, which was good. No emotional attachment, so it wasn't long-lasting. Um, so I had been working at Hoppa, right? I was about to leave in a couple weeks camp and I there's this new guy who just started working there and um we'd been catching eyes a little bit uh he was he was not normally the type of person I would go for 
but he had just like a such a sweet air about him like almost like shy but he was just so cute and he would just make the cutest faces over the counter he was a sushi person like a cook yeah or somebody made the sushi yeah what is that called a sushi chef i don't know <laughs> Su- there's a there's Su- a she said no Su- that's she- what sushi said there's i'm sure there's a, like a, a japanese word for sushi yeah, I would imagine there is. I, there's got to be a legit term if you know there. it please let us know so he, yeah, he worked behind the counter and I was a busser slash, slash um, hostess. So we were in different parts of the restaurant. But um, I would bring him waters, you know, because I used to like always ask the back staff if they wanted drinks. So he would chat and he would always be really grateful. He was new, so he didn't understand that I did that for like everybody. <laughs> but um, he was like, oh, like you're so sweet. And he was just like buttering me up with compliments. And um, the reason... It was like an odd go for me is because he had a lot of big piercings. So like was all pierced up here on his lip and his nose and like had gauges and usually that turns me off. And that's just not generally the type of person I'm attracted to, but I was attracted to him. And uh, so we, we would just chat in the back a little bit and then we finally set up a date. When we did, we met at a coffee shop kind of near my house in the neighborhood And he told me he had a tracking anklet, like he was a felon. (laughs) And I was like, oh, and, you know, I always trying to like see the best in people. So I was like, oh, that doesn't matter to me. Like what happened? (laughs) And he was like, I hit my boss over the head with a rock. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) But um, he told me this after I we had like talked about all my spiritual stuff and his spiritual stuff and. It just seemed like he was like really in tune, but then he had like this alter ego, ego, which was like a huge split for me. But I was like, oh, maybe it can be healed. Like young, positive, optimistic me was like, oh, I'll heal it. And I, <laughs> and he, ha- then he told me he had a kid and he never got to see, I was, this was like two years ago. I'm way different. Now. Run. I was, okay. <laughs> um, context. I was, had been broken up with from a three-year relationship before that so I was like mush just like totally not thinking straight just totally wrecked just wanted like anything that felt better and uh so yeah he has this kid now (laughs) piling on more parts of the story of his life he's like battling in a court case with the mom but he's like was in prison but it was like nine yards but I was like still like it doesn't matter I'm still gonna see you as a good person because I thought he was And so we went back to my house. He was just being like very respectful. And then we were like sitting on my bed and we like kissed a little, made out and stuff and then drove him to work. And then I was like, okay, we'll text and like catch up later today. And he was like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, I'm so excited to see you. And it was just like a really great connection. And I thought it was going to go really well. And then later that night, one of my good friends from work calls me and is like, hey, um, you need to get out of this situation with what's his face ASAP. He was hitting on me all night at the bar and then like asked me to drive him home. And like, he got out of the car and like, wouldn't stop harassing me and told me to like kiss him and like wanted to hang out more. And then said, please don't let me, don't let Izzy be the last bitch I hugged. Like, just like, let me have something else other than her. And I was like, ah, that's, terrifying a terrifying switch like obviously there were signs 
before that that I should well, have seen. Faced, yeah. 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 What a. And she was a, just like, what a dude. Obviously, like, no, Izzy's like one of my good friends. I would never hurt her like that. And you're creepy and crazy. Like, get out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that was just like, I'd never experienced someone like be completely not who they said they were or I felt like they were. So that was the worst dating story. And then we never saw each other again after that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he got fired. Yeah. Because, for because he was harassing her. Yeah, that was a, a scary time. I'm glad I was taken out of that situation. I'm really glad that you got taken out of that too because that could have gotten really bad. It's just so crazy that somebody could seem so like normal and nice and... Well, I think I have pretty good radar normally. <laughs> so like... Some people are really good at lying though. Energetically, he felt good in that moment. But like I said, like some people can just have like two completely different personalities. Mm. Uh, everyone's looking at me, so I guess I'm up. Joseph, go. <laughs> uh, so not nothing too terrible. Um, this was in college. Uh, I was kind of kind of on a break with somebody that I was dating at the time, and um, so one of my friends from volleyball, he was like, "Hey, you should ask out my cousin. She lives, you know, like half hour north of of Salt Lake." and at the time, you know, it was kind of supposed to be a blind date, but with Facebook, there are no blind dates anymore. <laughs> and so... Just like bad angles. Such an old statement. Now it's Instagram. Yeah, well, in my day... I mean, you should have said... You should have talked about MySpace angles. <laughs> 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 I was not on MySpace, but... You were... Oh, you weren't Tom's friend? I was not Tom's uh. friend. <laughs> Tom is no friend of mine. <laughs> uh so, you know, I was like, you know, what you know, why not? You know, I'll just ask, I'll just ask her out. So he gave me her, her number and so I was looking her up in Facebook and I was like, uh, you know, just not really, you know, not really my type, but you know, you're kind of kind of on a breakup and just maybe just want to go out and just kind of have a fun night. And so I think we went to Boondocks. And Boondocks? Boondocks. There's a Boondocks in my parents' hometown, Seneca, Illinois. Shout out. Okay, go. <laughs> There's a Boondocks down south in Parker. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> there's one up north, I think, somewhere. Anyway. There's a great movie called Boondock Saints. Thanks shout for... out. Okay, well, I'm done <laughs> shouting out. Uh, but it, I mean, it was fine. We, did, you know, like we played some games. I think we did some uh, mini golf. But then she was like, "I really love this Mexican restaurant. It's just oh, it's just so good." And so we went there, and the food was just like pretty meh. Like you don't want to be like this food is terrible, and it's like their favorite. Um, and the other thing too was. My car at the time, like I blew a tire like a few weeks before that. And so, I mean, I got that fixed, but I was really like kind of traumatized by what had happened because I was on the highway. Literally, it was just like, boom. So I'm like on the highway freaking out and trying to get off. And so I had to drive like, I don't know, 45 minutes an hour in this car that I had. And so I'm worried, like, am I going to die going on this date with this person that I am not really interested in? Oof. So, I mean, it wasn't like a terrible date, but it was just kind of like not a good date. Not, not fun. Not really that interested. Nothing and, aligned that day. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't die. So that was a plus. Maybe so. that was a sign from God. Like, follow what you're interested in. Don't put up with this crap. <laughs> also, spoiler alert, you're alive. I, am. <laughs> <laughs> I did make it out in you're, this universe. Uh, yeah. Who knows what could have happened. Right. Ooh. We've been watching too much Rick and Morty. <laughs> I've plugged you in. Or they're too excited for uh, the new Doctor Strange movie. <gasps> oh, that's so excited. That's that your story? It. That is it. You're sticking to it? My story. Awesome. Um, I would say 
I mean, there's been a lot of weird ones, but definitely the worst date, to no fault of the girl, but we both got mugged that night after our date. It was New Year's Day. I was up there in Chicago for New Year's Eve. We had a great New Year's Eve. And then we went to, I stayed the night and everything. We just like went to a nice Italian restaurant in Chicago. I can't remember what it was called. Time and everything. Hopped on the red line back to her area and on the walk from the subway to her apartment. Two guys came up behind us. One of them, I could kind of see in the street light, like there's a shadow following me. And I just turned around because I'm like, okay, some dude's really walking creepily close to us. And he doesn't want to make a scene or anything because it's late at night, but he just kind of pulls his jacket and has a gun tucked just like in his jeans. And it's just like, it was weird because he wasn't super threatening or pushy, but I, I was kind of just felt more like the really, like <laughs> this is happening right now. I mean, I'm not going to test him if his gun's going to work or not. I'm going to try to disarm him. I'm more just like, don't touch her, but like really. So, I mean, he got like 20 bucks off of me and I canceled all my cards immediately. I was more mad because it was her birthday coming up and I got her an early birthday gift. Her spirit animal was a wolf. So I found this really cool bag from a Native American shop and she loved it. And the guys took that bag with her stuff in it. And I was like, I was way more mad about that. Like I, that meant something, crushed it as a gift. She loved it. And it's like, they're just going to like take everything out of it and then like throw it in a dumpster. I was furious about that. So that night sucked. (laughs) And it's January 1st, so it's probably Oh, freezing. in Chicago, it was like, that's why I'm like, you guys are have probably been waiting out here for hours, and it's eight degrees in the Midwest, and it's just like, you froze your nuts off to get 20 bucks off me. Congrats. <laughs> you know what? Life robbed you. You need that more than I do right now. So there you go. I feel bad for you. So. Oh. But that was, uh, so that's probably been my worst, actually, date. You could also, close runner-up are the two times I've been no-call, no-showed. But, really? Yeah. Ooh, stood up is the. I wouldn't know, but I imagine being oh, stood up. Is yeah, the it worst. sounds terrible. Yeah, well, it's just like <laughs> it's incredibly rude. First of all, it like I, without that goes without saying, but yeah, you put in the time and you like meet up at the spot, and then they just after like thirty minutes and they're not responding back to you. It's just like okay, That's... you're you're an explicit word here, but I went. Jeez. I went and waited in a bar for forty five minutes waiting for somebody to show up. Uh, turns out I was sitting on one side of the bar and he was sitting on the <laughs> other oh. side of the bar, and we both sat there for forty five <laughs> minutes thinking the other one stood each other up. Oh no! Um, and then we ended up having a great time, and he sang karaoke, and uh, then I know, ne- and I never saw him again. One hit wonder. It was yeah. It, he he <laughs> liked saying he was really great. We had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. But I was totally a, a giant mess, and he lived too far away, and so we never saw each just other fizzled. again. Yeah, it just fizzled. But it was a lot. But I just so funny, just sitting in the same bar for forty five <laughs> minutes. That's funny. Well, that's embarrassing. Very much so. Can't believe people stood you up. You're like two two girls have stood me. No call, no showed. What is wrong with the girls one, in Bloomington? That is one. That was the final straw. Well, there was a final straw, and then there was another final straw. With <laughs> final, tinder. final they're, they're both Tinder matches. So that's, like, that's when I was like, okay, this combined with half of them being obvious bots, I'm done with Tinder. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, like, as much as we talk about how sometimes there's, like, nice guys, I think there's also, like, nice girls as well who just don't, who don't hold it up well there are nice humans let's put it that yeah way. i think there's like genuinely nice humans but i think that there's definitely well, there's nice and then there's i'm a nice person yeah I, like, i'm a good person 
when clearly you're just not because <laughs> and frankly I feel like those people who are just like I'm such a nice person and I'm such a good person are super narcissistic yeah. I think they care about themselves more than they care about other people I dated this guy for a little bit and I remember like really caring about him and basically sacrificing a lot of who I was and all of my time and energy into this relationship. And he gave me nothing and he would belittle the things that I would try to do for him. And he was like, but I'm such a good guy. And like, you're never going to find somebody like me. And like, you know, you're just not doing enough into this relationship. And this is all your fault that we're floundering. And like, he was a self-proclaimed like nice guy and he would treat me like, it was my fault if I got upset at him for not holding his word and make me feel like trash about it. And it's just how narcissistic it's was he? Like he was just so all about himself that all he could see was like me being angry at him for not showing up on time when he said he would. When in fact, like that's on him. Mm -hmm. Like that is entirely on him, but he was so narcissistic he couldn't see it. So I think that when it comes to those nice humans, it's really just their ego. That's, yeah, I think you identified one big red flag. If you, what am I uh, missing on a quote, but it, it's something in Game of Thrones. I think Tywin Lannister says, like, if you have to say you're the king of the north, mm. or you're, the, you're the king, you're not actually the king. If you have to say I'm a nice person. You're probably not. Probably not. You're probably covering up or trying to, yeah, you're trying to manipulate something and manipulate. Yeah, and I think he actually was saying that to his terrifying grandchild in Game of Thrones. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, Joffrey. Yep. Yeah, he was trying to tell jo Joffrey. Joffrey tried to be like, I'm the king. He's like, if you have to keep exclaiming it, you're probably not. <laughs> other people should know you're the king. Other people, it you want to you want to hear the compliments from other people about said person to find out how nice they are. Like, no, if you have to try to parade around and campaign for their niceness, it's like. Well, it's also no. like, a, like a fact that you know it. You know you're worth it. So you don't have to say it because no. you just know. Yeah, it should be led through your actions, not through your words. I think the other thing about the nice person, quote unquote, is, quote nice unquote, person. is say, say you're messaging somebody on Tinder or Bumble or something, and it's like, hey, how's it going? And then, oh, you're so cute. And then if you don't respond or kind of a lukewarm response, and they're like, oh, you're such a bee. Oh, you're, you're a slut. You're this. And it's kind of the. Why did you say bee and then said slut? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it's not as bad as B. <laughs> <laughs> or like in the, you know, I'm such a nice guy and I'll treat you well. And then they send you a dick pic. Completely yeah. unsolicited. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're like, you didn't like that? And I'm like, did I ask for that? <laughs> no. He was nice enough to bestow it upon you. Uh, <laughs> not a gift. <laughs> unsolicited dick pics are. I is, ass I just is assault. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. It's sexual assault. If you didn't ask for it, if it's not oh, consensual, God. sending a dick pic without them asking for it is assault. It's like whipping it out <laughs> in might real well. life. <laughs> you might as well. Not that I ever did, but on behalf of men, I apologize to all the women that just unnecessarily get them from men because that's, I'm sorry, that's, it's very, that's whack. That's so whack on so many levels. It's just weird. Like, as you guys as men, like, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's disgusting that... <laughs> I mean, but okay, so but what if we flip the script? What if a girl just was like, "Here's my vagina." My initial reaction <laughs> would be probably not someone I want my I'm want to bring home to mom. <laughs> 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 I mean, in a relationship, you gotta. I'm like, 
not that your parents should one hundred percent dictate who you date, but there if we're gonna it if matters. I'm going for a rela- relationship in the future, like families are gonna combine and my family has to like it matters. You are. Yeah, it really does matter. If my friends and family, they need to like you too. And I feel like so if if like a bunch of my family had something like didn't like this person, I'd be like, maybe I'm overlooking something. Wow, the universe is so large. Look at all that space. And I seem so small in comparison. Come to think of it, my knowledge of space is just as small. Universe? Deep space forces? How can I better understand you? Why don't you check out the The Orbital Orbital Alliance? Alliance. Run by my good friend, Nick Panev. Have your brain wrinkled over space knowledge that you didn't even know was there. Like, do you know the difference between a constellation and an asterism? Chances are you've mistaken the two. Or what about what actually goes on at the International Space Station? And can I seriously capture photos of it? Nick and the Orbital Alliance want everyone to be able to go to space one day. So until commercial space flights become available, and believe me, that day is coming sooner than you think, prepare yourself with as much space knowledge as you can. If anything, you'll win some trivia over your comrades. Reach for the stars with the Orbital Alliance. Become an orbiter and check out his videos on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. You can also follow the Orbital Alliance on Instagram and Twitter, and he'll see you and me on the other side. So if there's just a the G all up in my screen out of nowhere, I'm like... It's a little raunchy. Eh, I mean, yeah. A little bit of a red flag. Yeah. I, I'm like, this is not the kind of girl I want to date, per se. Not that those people are bad, just you don't yeah. share the same values. Yeah. It's, I'm like, at best, it's like, are we, like, you want to, like, fool around ones or something? But then, like, who else? I would also be like, who else are you sending that to? Like, Yeah. How many, <laughs> how many like, Snapchat streaks? do you have going on with, with how many people <laughs> with that yeah me. exactly um but i also yeah. think that like nice guys applies to like court games too because i know there's plenty of people who we play volleyball with who are like oh like you know i you know good game guys and like oh we're so excited and you're just like want to like shove their face <laughs> into the ground because they're just like you're such an asshole i um one of my good friends who I met at the island had a really funny story about one of her friends who she plays doubles with. No names here, but uh, he's just like a really big guy and he's a nice guy off the court. <laughs> but then whenever he's on the court, he'll be like, he's like, he was like, watch your hands or something to her or like, uh, or like stop crowding me or something when she just like totally wasn't. And she was just like, what? Okay. This guy is totally. I know like, who you're talking about because he was getting mad at her. Like, don't ever set me that tight again. Oh blah, no, blah, he blah. was like, he was like, tone down the toot or well, like, well, take down I, yeah. the toot. And she was like, that's what I was saying. Like, what? he was tear- <laughs> he was tearing into her so hard, and then she just she got a little huffy back at him, and he's just like, hey, watch the attitude. After he's been an, an absolute dick for the whole game, and then he had the nerve to be like, hey, you have an attitude, and she hey. just like watch. Like what? Like she like hysterically like like probably snapped. I would snap I don't in that think moment. She's, like I don't think she even like got heated with him. Yeah. I think she jokingly jokingly was like, "Oh, Mr. Grumpy Gills" or something like that. She did all the time. There was another one. Oh, when Dave and I, Legend Dave, Legend Dave, were uh, playing doubles, there was this dude who I had met previously who was a nice guy, and then um, during volleyball. Uh, got so unnecessarily mad at Dave for serving to the girl 
on the yeah. other side of the net. Johnny was about to like get out of his chair and be like, "What the like, fuck, dude, dude? Calm down. Like, I I know there's supposed to be a kind of an etiquette thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's not an official rule, but when you're playing co-ed doubles, typically girls will will serve the ball to the girl and guys will serve to the guy. But I mean, nobody's a hundred percent, and every once in a while, you know, you'll serve yeah. the other gender. But sometimes I'm trying to just serve it so the person misses, and if it if I try to aim in the middle of the two people and it drifts towards the girl, sorry, like I'm not trying to just do that. But he, like it happened like once or twice, and he started like it happened twice. Yeah, it happened. Maybe. He started yelling, and yeah, I was just like, dude, this is an AVP. Like nobody cares. Also, sorry, your girl like can't pass the ball. Like, I'm. I want the guys to serve to me. I'm like, bring it. Mm. I will take that serve. I'm the same way. I don't actually care if they serve to no. me because I'm a good enough passer that it it doesn't matter to me. And I know that my serves tend to be all over the place sometimes. So I, I remember playing at Wash Park one time, and there was a girl. We were playing with a bunch of random people, and there was a girl that I don't think ever played volleyball, and. It seemed like the wind kept blowing it right to her. I was trying to, <laughs> what if I tried to aim away from her? I got hit it out of bounds because I'm overcompensating to the right sideline. Because I'm like, I'm not trying to just serve it to the, the noob and just <laughs> win an easy game. But You're like, hey, it's just pick up, buddy. I know. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I aim for just the middle and sometimes I like hit it a little thick with my thumb or outside and it dictates it. So, but she was in the middle. is just like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to like get it to other people so we can have a volley going. But well, I've also seen like um, where they kind of abuse this rule where we played at a co-ed doubles uh, a few weeks ago and the girl would intentionally crowd the guy so that like basically she would take every pass. And it was just kind of frustrating because it's like, well, I mean, I can't not serve it to you because you're taking up right. basically the whole court. And so it's like, well, do I just. Well, she was doing that because she could hit and he couldn't. Mm-hmm. and she could pass, and he couldn't. And so she was crowding him out so that they were ensuring that she would pass the ball and then there could therefore hit mm-hmm. the ball because she had a mean swing um, off his trash hand sets. That he should have been calling. That he, we should have been, and that he should have been calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should have been calling on himself. And he was another one of those people who was like, Super nice, like super nice, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, how are you guys playing tonight? Like, oh, yeah, you guys are probably doing so good. And then on the court, just like, refused to acknowledge the fact that he was setting doubles and refused to even look at us the entire time we're on the court. And then afterwards was like, oh, great pass. And I'm like, you can just screw right off, please. Well, there was one guy um, in the tournament that we all played together who really pissed Joseph off. I can't remember what the situation was. Oh, it was, it was the blocking, the directional blocking. If you're supposed to be down. Yeah, so I was I was serving serving the ball, so you're the down player, so you can't attack. You but, can jump and block, but you can't swing. Right, and his, his problem was he's like you can't direct the block, like so you can basically throw it down, um, which I've confirmed with the you know with the league and with different refs. I said, hey, can you directionally block? And they're like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want, basically. But he was just as soon as I like directionally blocked, he like ran up and was like, oh, you can't do that. No, no, no. And I was like. I've been playing in this league four years at that point, you know, three or four years. Mm. And so to me, if I know that I'm right, I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but in that situation, I mean, he, he kind of calmed down. We talked yeah. to me a little bit afterwards. I didn't get any like, quote unquote, nice guy, phony yeah. vibes from him. There's just one instance. And if, if you're confused on rules and something like that happens, like people get upset. And when I mean, you guys were 
adults about it and we're just like, hey, like, sorry, I didn't know the rule. And then you explain the rule. He's like, all right, cool. Now that we know it, like, yeah. you know, we didn't have any issues the rest of the game. It just, there's that one instance. And, and I mean, I've nickel for every time I've gotten heated playing pickup basketball, like back in the day. And like after the game, I'm just like, why was I so mad? It's just like, we're just <laughs> playing basketball. But when you're in competitive mode and something doesn't bounce your way or somebody's trying to like fudge the rules, you're just, you get upset and you get angry and you get chippy and. I feel like most good athletes will get chippy in situations like that. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, you know, you kind of just lose that filter of, you know, your day-to-day life. If somebody messed up, you wouldn't like jump on them or anything. Right. <laughs> but in sports, you know, like, especially someone. what? Someone in your day-to-day life. There's some people that I'm in huh. everybody has every workplace. There's people you work with who will not, who don't have that filter. Right. So it's, you know, whatever comes to mind at that moment. Oh, you, you know, you're terrible at your job, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you even take any pride in your work? Uh, so that, I mean, that, that can happen. I think it happens to everybody. But I think if you can step back and, mm-hmm. you know, chill out a little bit. then Yeah. I feel like we can chill out a bit and maybe close things out with another psychedelic Izzy corner of... Izzy Psychology Corner. That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, what did we call it? <laughs> Izzy bail- Psych Corner. Thanks for bailing me out, Alyssa. Because I was like, what did we call this? <laughs> Something with Izzy and psychology in a corner. What do you call it? <laughs> like, well, I am describe every corner. element of it, but not name it. That's what I kind of just did. <laughs> That's funny that you said psychedelic because our question today is, what's your favorite color? And why? And why? And you'll give us a hidden meeting once again. Oh. Is it one reason why or three? Three, three, trace, trace. It's again. They're going to reveal something about an something. aspect of your life. But Izzy's going to tell you. But you got to think about your favorite color and three reasons why that you like that color or what why it makes you feel good. Or okay, can I go first? You, yeah. you seem ready. You seem biting yeah. At the you bit. seem ready. Uh, <laughs> red is not my favorite color. It's though. mine, but I'll tell you why later. But it's Alyssa's <laughs> turn. Um, no, my favorite color has always been. Green, which Joseph got wrong the other day. He was like, "Isn't it?" Whoops. Pur-? He was like, "Isn't it purple?" And I was like, "That's the second favorite color." <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was way off. <laughs> Whoopsies. I mean, so um, green is my favorite color. It has always been my favorite color, and part of why I like green is because it's everywhere. It's like very life. And my so, eyes are green. Mine are too. <gasps> um, but when you like. In the springtime, when I drive through the mountains a lot and everything comes to life in the spring, everything is so lush and green and just full of life. And so one of the reasons that I really love it is that it's full of life. And I also love it because it's everywhere. You're always going to see something that's green. Like the grass is green. The trees are green. Um, and the other reason that I really like it is like I feel like it's really grounding. And especially now that I like that deep emerald, like fathomless green that's just kind of like in captures and like surrounds you and so my so my three things would be that it's full of life it's everywhere and then it's just very like grounding and just enveloping those are those are acceptable answers (laughs) let's instead of going in a circle not that the listener knows what position we're in right (laughs) now but we're gonna dirty cut across are we in dirty positions (laughs) right now like we could be you don't know Joseph, do you have favorite colors, and would you be willing to clarify why? Yeah, uh, so I. It's yeah. kind of tough because I haven't fully formed this one yet. Do you need a pass while you think? Uh, sure, I'll pass. 
I'll continue thinking. Babe, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You go. All right. You are the test giver. You should probably go last. Because, again, I've thought about this because we mentioned last episode, I'm kind of Izzy's guinea pig for a lot of her <laughs> spiritual, psychological games. Not you don't, you don't play games like you're trying to manipulate me. <laughs> I that, was like, that, that sounds really a, bad. That came across really wrong. <laughs> I play mind games. <laughs> no, you, you give me fun games, fun pillow talk games. Yeah, pillow talk. I know I say pillow weird. I, I it's love hollow. it's pillow and milk. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's milk. Those milk, are eyes, not milk. So, it's pillow. too hard for me to say milk. 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 It's so cute that you say milk. <laughs> anyway, my favorite color is red. Like I was teasing, mm. you tried making a pun. You should have done it towards me. Red is my favorite color. You want to know why? It's for no. three reasons. I'm going to tell you right here. <laughs> you don't want to know? All right, <laughs> segment over. I'm just over. Kidding. Goodbye, everyone. I'm, I'm leaving. just kidding. <laughs> Going home to cry. <laughs> Even though we all rode over here together. Let's, He'll just cry on the way home. It's my car, which is red. <laughs> He's just going to leave us all here. You, you don't like red? I'm, I'm going to peel out of here. You don't like Crimson Carl? Oh, you remembered my car's nickname. <laughs> that sounds like they go. So um, I go dancing sometimes, and it just reminded me, Crimson Carl, because we call this one guy at the um, dancing club Creepy Carl. Oh, boy. Okay, red. Reason number one. I'm, I'm, it's weird because I did this with lakes too, but there's a nostalgia factor mainly because to me, red growing up as a Michael Jordan, Chicago bulls fan, the bull, the red of the bull logo to me is the reddest red that ever redded. Like, <laughs> if you have the color red, it's that I like, I like the bulls. Like, so I, again, it kind of stems back to nostalgia for me with that reason. Number two to me, red is flashy. Literally, well, literally the Flash, my favorite superhero, wears red. And picked a red car, despite the fact that allegedly insurance rates go up in, <laughs> with red cars. I was like, I don't care, because I just like, it just looks fast and energetic speed. and speedy. Like, and running in speed were, like, how I grew up. So I just like the way red looked. And then a third reason... Just a, I don't know. It, it's a, just a powerful color. I think like it's not it even is. not even so much like brute strength, but just it is. It's got like the simmering power with yeah, it. Yeah, there's a boldness to it. Like it, it does stand out. And the color of fire ish ish. There can be blue flames too, but depending on temperature. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just to me it represents speed, flashiness, and nostalgia. I suppose, or or maybe maybe. S- like speed and flashiness is kind of the same. It can be. So be, yeah, it, maybe it, power is that what power or just you un- bold. It yeah, is a bold. Yeah, bold. I also let's go bold, flashy, speedy, nostalgic are three things that come to mind when I think of red. And I just like it. Okay, red. Just you could just like a color. <laughs> All right. Have you had enough time to think? I have. Yes. Stalled uh, long enough. <laughs> so my favorite color is blue. Uh, I think. For similar reasons, like nostalgia, because I grew up being a huge Broncos fan, and my older brother, my oldest brother, was a big Broncos fan, and I think that was just kind of, kind of dominated the whole family. Just everyone was just kind of Broncos oriented, and so uh, nostalgia is a huge factor for me. I think another one is it's very calming. It's one of the cooler, like on the color scale, it's a cooler, calming color. And then finally, blue, like the sky. Um, uh, cause I like every, every shade of the sky, like the blue shade. 
you base you have like outer space sky where it's very dark and expansive. Um, so I'd almost say, yeah, like expansion, like expansive. It's just it just seems like the world is so big when you look up at at the sky. Love it. All right. Um, my favorite color as of last time I did this was blue. For Still the record, is, but for what? I was gonna say for the record, you have a hard time picking your favorite color. As an I artist, do. all the colors are your children. That is, thank you for quoting me so yes. correctly. Um, yes, but I'm gonna pick pink today because pink is also a color that's very, very close to my heart, and I sometimes have a hard time deciding between blue and pink. If I were to pick one, but I don't want to. Um, and I love pink because it's um. To me, it's one of the colors of love. Like it's soft and um, and warm, like like a mo- like a mother's love, like a like a wonderful pink blanket engulfing you. It's like the color of kittens' tummies and and mother kittens' tummies. <laughs> and it's just like it's just. Are you the lead character in Sound of Music? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, it's it reminds me of love. Uh, it's a very joyful color. Color like there's a lot of um feeling of like spring in pink. There's I love 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 when the trees like puff up in pink cherry blossoms and the smell. It reminds me of the smell of cherry blossoms. And then the Denver snow smashes them. I know, freezes it all off. Yeah, it all dies in like a day. <laughs> Just crush I'm sorry, that tree. I'm sorry. No, it is beautiful. <laughs> but, we're very dark today. But again, we're, we're, we were dark last episode in a few moments, but we got to have one dark moment. We got to fill our quota. But <laughs> Crush those cherry you're blossoms. You're still correct in your feelings. Oh, I my dear. just realized these are cherry blossoms in my phone case. Oh. LOL. Um, so, yeah, it reminds me of spring and um, joy and love. And um, then my third reason is. Uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a very soft color, like a very calming color, like, um, more like, um, like you could say anything to it. Like, it's just very, it's very welcoming. So, so we'll do welcoming, joyful and fun and, um, the color of love. It is love. Love, joy, comfort. All right. Now that you've exclaimed that, what does it mean? So that was was terrifying. Was that extra? Sorry. It sounded like a horror movie. What does it mean? So instead of color, replace it with my personality. The the reasons you gave about your color are actually how you view your own personality. Well, nostalgic makes sense for you old guys. Right. (laughs) Well, we had it as part of our- We live in the past. That was part of our- um, lakeness too is like nostalgia or mine was nostalgia. so like for me nostalgia is a big deal and well family is a huge deal for you like in all of these i think nostalgia was something yeah. for you like mm. family's a huge part of you yeah so i i there's there's comforting things from growing up that i hold to me still so yeah there's that um i guess i mean boldness or power like i don't necessarily look at me as like hulking brute, brute strength but Flashy, not in the sense, like, I don't feel like I'm a cocky person, so I don't mean it like that, but there is a way to, the way, like, Pete Maravich was in basketball, like, he was flashy, but effect, he did it in as a form of being really effective, and, like, 
So it's like if, if I appreciate the flashiness of like like a subtle flashiness, if that's kind of an oxymoron. But. Well, you're you're kind of a performer. Like you love to make people laugh and tell good stories, and like uh, like I told you uh, one time, like you're always presenting, you know. Um, and I love that about you. You're you're very much um, like you love to run the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. There we go. We're making sense of it. I didn't have these random thoughts for nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I, I told, like I've told you a couple times this week that I view you as a goddess. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, I, I think I told you before, I see you as a very grounded person. Um, like you don't really, despite your spilling of a drink on the carpet today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am not allowed to have drinks on the carpet um, anymore. I have spilled every drink I ever bring onto the carpet. Nor are you allowed to acknowledge that and still bring the drink onto the carpet. I, she's like, I'm going to spill this drink. I'm going to spill it. And then she I'm going to sit it. over here because I don't want to spill it. And then but, I got a different drink and then spilled the second one. Um, so acknowledging it doesn't count. You got to act on it too. <laughs> you got to program yourself. Um, but... Besides that, I think you're always like a very focused, grounded person generally. Like you you don't rush around too much and knock things over. Like you're very precise in your actions and um you definitely ground me a lot. Like whenever I don't feel grounded, I'm like, I need to go hold Alyssa's hand right now. <laughs> you two are grounding each other like before climbing, like yeah, you're having a we sweet were. moment. Yeah. Sorry I ruined it by being like, Hey Izzy, you haven't even touched the wall yet. Get over here. <laughs> Get on that wall. <laughs> He, he did. He wa- I was laying. I had my head in her lap, and we were holding hands, and we were just having girl talk. And yeah. Joseph and I were going hard at the boulders, and I look back at them, and like, you haven't even started climbing. Go. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, he yells uh, uh, back, uh. and he's like, "Get on a wall." <laughs> Why are you even here if you're not jumping on a wall? Put me in, coach. Um. So I guess yeah, that would make sense. Where you know the that emerald is just like very like you know grounding and stabilizing and like fathomless. I guess that that would like how you see me is very much of like a grounded person. And I, I feel like I have a lot of life and I have like a lot of energy and like also am just like very, you know, outgoing. And I guess that would go with like it being everywhere is that like I love talking to people and I love being in social settings and I do very much enjoy just being like, you know, life in a party or hosting or and touching I, the ball as much as possible. Touching the ball <laughs> as much as possible. You're almost like too big to fit in your body too. Like you're just like, I feel that. I do. I feel mm-hmm. that. I always feel, I've always felt that way. Even since I was little, I felt like I'm bigger than Denver or like. <laughs> than just Denver? Just like, well, or even, <laughs> or, like, yeah, I, yeah. Or even just Colorado. Like, I feel like I'm bigger than, there's something bigger about me than just myself. And, you know, I don't know what that means for my life or my future, but mm-hmm. I do, but I do feel like there's something big about me that's going to manifest itself at some point in my life i don't know what it is but i'm excited to find out i'm not attracted to you as a friend for nothing <laughs> baby you're a fire <laughs> God, that's the only thing i could think of right now but do we cover everybody's bases no joseph, joseph tell me oh. about tell me why blue fits your personality uh i i mean i'd say i'm a pretty nostalgic person um uh, you're vast like we talk sky. about seinfeld a lot no that's what i'm saying <laughs> I, th- I think there's like 10 things there's that, I, that I just really love and just will just keep going back to them over and over again. Um, Seinfeld being one of them. Yes. Doba. There's Doba. Ooh. Do, uh... <laughs> love the Doba. 
Uh, Better than Chipotle, by the way. We haven't talked about that, but... It, it Izzy, is. Izzy, don't you dare shake your head at me. <laughs> I agree. I is think this going to be our first better. fight? <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, Do fight. versus Chipotle? No, but... Uh, I guess the other one, call me. I feel like I'm a, usually a pretty calm person most of the time. That was the first thing I thought about you, meeting you as the RIT guy. Like Stressful moments for me, and you had way worse moments to deal with in an IT department. I was just like, just meeting you and stuff. I'm like, how does this guy not freak out or anything? Like He's always so calm and quiet and collected all the freaking time. I'm like, how does he do it? It's been good for me. It, it's like a calming sense to like the passion and like the fire that I bring into things. He's been such a calming influence. And stabilizer for me, yeah, which, is, was, which is which is great. He compliments me very well. We got you very, back on this, Joe. We, very you, grateful. We agree for you. with your sentiment. <laughs> like, um, oh, you guys. I said Alyssa grounds me, but when I need calming, I'm like, I need Joseph. <laughs> I need to go be by Joseph for a few minutes. <laughs> I gotta go hold his hand instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and then the last one is expansive, like the like the sky. Like I feel like I feel like when people first meet me, there's Maybe I seem very simple, um, but I feel like there's a lot more to me. I guess everyone probably thinks I that. I can also agree with that. <laughs> yeah. in, in, my, in terms of how I met you and then us hanging out more and then moving in with you, yeah, it's vastly different than what I thought you were when I, the first couple of weeks I ever interacted with you at work. Yeah, I agree with that too because I met you um, a couple of years ago to play volleyball and I was like, oh, he's just this quiet IT dude who plays volleyball, and, and I I'm literally gonna... thought that was your entire personality for like a year. And you're just you're just you're just concerned if he was good enough. <laughs> oh yeah, I just care that you could play because like there are people who are simple like that, and that's completely okay. And but you were just you were you had this like whole vast like energy and network, and just like it was just really just been amazing to get to know. Oh yeah, like the more I get to know about you, just like the more I want to keep knowing you and keep being friends with you, like. Oh, okay. I can't say everything here, but like, yeah, Joseph is very vast. He has so many cool things about him and so many little like things that he does that if you didn't get to know him better, like you'd, you'd never know. Yeah. The nuances. Like, like you're so funny <laughs> is one of them. Oh, yeah. He, and he's like, and he's not, and he's not so like just even killed. He like stands up for himself all of the time. Yeah. I, whenever I see you stand up for yourself in volleyball, it always surprises me. <laughs> I, I like to project the most boring outside. <laughs> it's like a thing I do. Hey, it, well. it, it's like it's like a it's like when you like bite into like a piece of chocolate and then there's caramel on the inside. Oh, that's I've that's got caramel you. on the inside. <laughs> there's there's been metaphors made in Forrest Gump, but we're making them for Joseph. Joseph Gump. <laughs> I'm like a box of chocolates. Joseph like a box of chocolates. Well, and I just think it's like. Yeah, you don't show all of your cards at once, nor, nor should you just to, like, every single person who you ever come across. But then the more you pour out, it's like, ah, yes. That's what vastness Carmel. is. That's it's what vastness like, is. Yeah. You just keep discovering mm-hmm. more. Anywho, for the listener, you've now experienced three games we've played, and I hope you were playing along to, like, giving up your own personality traits and what you look for and a partner and intimacy and about your own personality you can take these games to your friends and tell maybe us how it goes. Them, tell us how it goes and yeah, hit comment. Us. We want to know your three colors yeah. or your three animals or whatever. And we want to know like if what you chose about your favorite things, um, 
resonated with you, if it made sense to how you view intimacy or how you view your partner or how you view yourself, let us know. You can find us at Spanking Rights on TikTok. You can find us at Spanking Rights on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also email us, um, spankingrights at Gmail. If you want to get a hold of us, want to share any topics, come follow us, interact with us. We want to know what you want to know. And we want to know if these psychology experiments worked for you. We are just people and we want to interact with other people and <laughs> like other people. Did you see how we, we went from trashing nice guys to feeling much better about our close group of friends? And we want you to have the same experience. So. Yeah, come be a part of our close group of friends. Huzzah. And on that note, we are going to, to exit stage left. All right. As they say, great episode, great talking to and I'm Team sure- Tango once again. And we'll get into more of these topics more yeah. in depth too. Well, this isn't just like a one-off. Like if yeah. you guys still want to hear about more about nice guys, we would love to get into that way more. <laughs> we, could, we could talk about good dates too or good. Yeah. We were also going to talk about we got, bad we didn't, sports moments too, but we that'll be, we'll do that next time. We didn't even get into bests today. So this is a negative. <laughs> we turn it good at the end. No, nah. so. yeah, we did. All right. It'll but turn great. Plenty more to get to. We hope you come along for the ride and I'm going to let our lovely ladies cue us out like... They like to do. This is Team Tango. Signing off. Meow. Meow.